Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org, subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. Time to catch up with our finance guru. Finance facts is what we're calling the segment. Neville Horton, Neville, great to catch up with you again. Welcome. Well, thank you, Peter. Now, of course, we've got uh, the end of the back. financial year. We've got uh, tax time, superannuation, so much to, to talk about. Uh, what would you like to cover this afternoon? Well, uh, basically, uh, there's not very much uh, investment-wise relating to 30th of June, except to say that if you want a deduction for contributions to super, something of that order, you have to get it in by 30th of June. And particularly if you're after co-contribution, you must be there. But generally speaking, 30th of June is not a very relevant date in investment. It is for tax, but uh, by uh, Balvick is investment, not tax. I, I did uh, 50, 60 years on tax, but I've lost the edge <laughs> since I gave it up practicing about uh, uh, 20 years ago. But okay. uh, investment-wise, I've been thinking about the investment, and I'm thinking that... Um, uh, I think many of our listeners, uh, well, first of all, I uh, apologise for not being here last week, but I had influenza. I didn't know what was going on for about four weeks, but I'm recovered now and uh, back in harness. You're um, sounding great. And, uh, yeah, so I'll tell you, it's not much fun, this influenza. I've never had it before, but oh, it's very awkward. Uh, now, you, most of our listeners, I would think, or many of them, would um, be in a similar situation to me and have young members of the family, perhaps grandchildren, who uh, are trying to get a house. Now, going back years ago in the 50s when I did it, there didn't seem to be any great problem. My wife was working and we just saved a few dollars here and there and uh, away we went. These days, it's not so easy. In fact, I think that there's many, many people who are never going to own a house. I did tell this story some time ago here, but it's worth repeating. It's, uh, I had a young couple came in for advice with one child and possibly another one coming and uh, uh, wife not working and uh, they had uh, in today's terms maybe $50,000 and um, they wanted advice as to how to get a house. Well, I thought about it for a while and then I worked it out uh, that uh, on the present method or the usual method of saving for a house is to put money on term deposit and it's better when the interest rate is high, but not when it's low at the moment, uh, even though it is uh, tending to increase slightly. So I just I thought about it and worked out, and I said, well, look, the sad news is, I said, you're never going to get a house with this $50,000 invested in the bank on term deposit. You just, house prices probably go up, and I said, you're, you're not going to get enough out of it, and uh, you can't do it. However, I believe that there is one way that you possibly can get it. I, I, I wouldn't, uh, that those days I, I said, I'm not going to really recommend it. I'm going to just point out that this is a possible alternative. You've got no hope at the moment. You'll never get a house on these figures. However, if you wish to um, invest in the share market, there is a possibility that the market will go up and house prices will not rise substantially. And you will, within perhaps uh, five years, you might have uh, uh, enough money to put in a sizable deposit. I said, it's your only hope. I said, you're never going to do it the other way. But I said, uh, you've got to be able to, if you want to do this, 
and this is very important, you have to be able to take uh, no notice of, of the occasional uh, crash in the share market, which has come, always will, every now and again, because it, but it always recovers. But if it's going to upset you and you're going to panic and sell you the shares like some people do, I mean, it's stupidity, but they do it. I said, if you uh, can't sit back and not worry about the share market and have faith that it always recovers, it always will, you can invest in shares. And uh, the 20-year average for ordinary shares is about 8%. The fund that I recommend is Geared, uh, which has two points about it. One, it's returned 15% for the last 23 years. Secondly, it's very much more volatile than the ordinary shares. Just a logical reason if you've uh, got a borrowed element. I say geared, I mean the fund borrows up to 50%, uh, but uh, it's more volatile, but it produces, has produced an excellent result and I believe always will. You could invest in that, but you've got to be patient. I mean, it's not a quick fix. But if you're sitting there, or young people are sitting there without any hope of getting a house, it's a possibility. This is not advice. I do not give advice over the air. Advice by law must be only given when uh, the advisor has got the full facts. And I certainly don't have the facts for all your people. Mm. Uh, so I'm stating a fact that if you invest in this fund on evidence that what is past performance, under 10 years, you will have an excellent result. But I would not um, advise doing this unless you you should really consult a um, respectable, competent financial planner and get his or her opinion on this. My belief, though, is that it will always work out. And even if house prices escalate, as they do from time to time, it's still a good investment. I mean, you're never going to go wrong. This is all in blue chip shares. The banks, Commonwealth Bank and Transurban and BHP and all that sort of thing, never go bad. Uh, it's just that it takes time. So that, therefore, you uh, have to be patient and not be thinking. But as I said before, if you have no hope with the traditional way of saving for a house, uh, you should think about it and get advice. That's it. If you, uh, I, I can't give you advice over the year, but uh, my number is zero four five two five nine six eight five five. If you ring me, uh, I might be able to give you some more information that will be helpful. All right. Having said that, I think it's most important for young people. I have a grandson that's in exactly this position, and the way house prices in Melbourne here is that. He's looking at somewhere about 1 or 1.2 million mm. for a house in the inner suburbs. You can get cheaper if you move out, of course, but uh, most people don't want to do that. Neville, uh, Neville, 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 before, before yeah. you go on to that, so what happened to that couple? Yeah. Did they take your advice? No, never saw them again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a great pity. They're a nice couple, young couple, and uh, but uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And uh, okay. uh, as I said, as it happens, so the end of the story is it worked perfectly as it happened. It mm. need not have, of course, but it did. Next mm. year, within a year or so, the market escalated. House prices didn't, and they, they would have made, they would have doubled their money without any trouble at all. And a great pity, but uh, I think that the trouble is, Peter, that most people have got the wrong idea about the share market. I might as well uh, talk a little about that. They think that you know Uncle Harry 
lost his bundle because he backed his, put his money in his head. And this is true. About 50 years ago, I, I my first foray into the share market, I put it in one company that a friend of mine told me was a good bet. And what happened? I lost a lot. And I don't believe in that form of investment. I believe in fail-safe. That is to say that you invest in um, a fund, which invests in turn in the blue-chip shares, which if you do about 12 or 15 of them, one or two probably over the years will fail. Uh, I remember one that was highly regarded, but it failed, Pacific Dunlop, many years ago. And uh, if you remember, Bruce Bond was one of his favourites, but it didn't pan out. But the rest of the things that he said did, and uh, uh, you just can't go wrong. Don't get the idea that you can't invest in the share market because they're too risky. And probably the safest investment you can get if you do it the right way. And that is to say you only invest in blue chip shares and you invest in a variety of them, 10 to 15 in a fund. Sure, you're going to pay about 1% to the fund manager, but your return traditionally in in ordinary shares, as I said before, over 20 years is 8%. And with a, with a geared fund, you can do even better. In fact, I would say that really, basically, the only investment that I'm interested in is the share market. And there's no good anyone talking to me about investment unless they're happy to take the in their stride the volatility. So and long and term, you've got to you got to take the long term. And long, as well. a, a minimum, I'd say a minimum of ten years, Peter. To be absolutely yeah. sure, a lot of people say five. I mean, it's probably less than 10, but to be safe, I say if you're prepared to be there and not worry about the volatility for up to 10 years, no one has ever lost money in the blue chip spread across over that period of time. It's safe investment. And and if you think about it, Peter, where is the wealth in this country? Mm-hmm. It's with the big companies, the BHP and the banks particularly. The banks have got things under control. They more or less tell the... Uh, the government's what to do. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, 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 I can't see the bank ever having a problem, and they're very cautious. Uh, and where do they make a lot of their money? Investing in shares. Mm. In fact, the best thing is invest in the bank shares, don't invest in the, in the bank. So I believe that uh, firmly, uh, over 45 years' practice, as that's the biggest decision. I always knew it, but I used to sort of start it off saying, well, put a third in shares, a third in property, and a third in cash. Well, I think that's a lot of rubbish. But that was when I started 45 years ago. Uh, I believe that you just got to put up with the vault and just sit, sit back and let it go, and you, you never regret it. But if you can't yep. stand the volatility, don't do it. Because even that's the right thing to do. We'll have to leave it there. Yes, We're out of time for this time. But I know we've got another well, topic. We'll have to cover that about next time. Yeah, I'll do okay. that next time. Okay, okay yeah. let me know when. And uh, by the way, all numbers 0452-596-855 if anyone wants more information. Bye. Bye good, good, good to hear you sounding well again, Neville. All the best. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay now. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> good on you. Bye. All the best. Neville Horton there. Finance Facts is the name of the segment. If you want to contact Neville, 0452 596 855. That's Neville on 0452-596-855. Neville was crook last month, but he's certainly sounding right back to his brilliant best, and we're very pleased about that. This podcast was made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org for information on Vision Australia Radio, news, interviews, reviews, and more of our podcasts. varadio.org.